0: hello everyone welcome back my name is jeff mendelson and this is the one big tip podcast my guest today is john mendez john is the podcast host of wealth of Walk to Wealth podcast and the founder of Stop and Share Media, where he helps entrepreneurs explore their influence through effective social media marketing strategies. Social media is at the forefront of all things marketing and rules the minds of most people. He believes in grabbing people's attention and making them stop and stare. As a licensed realtor, John has a deep understanding of the real estate market, real estate investing, creative negotiation strategies, and interpreting clients' wants and needs. His direct approach is to assess his client situations in order to best assist them through the real estate process, whether they're looking to sell, buy, invest, or rent. So this is going to be a great conversation today. I'm really excited to have you. John, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
1: I'm honored to be here, Jeff. Super excited to you know just have this conversation with you. I know you have a background in marketing yourself, so I'm super excited just to just kind of go at it with each other and see where this conversation takes us.
0: You know, I love it because when two marketing bros get together and just hash this out, we can be doing this all day, but we are going to keep it concise (laughs) for everybody. And I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. John, do me a favor. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing.
1: Yeah, so a little bit about me. Uh, so I grew up in the projects, very humble beginning. I love starting off my story by always a quick disclaimer saying I was not a born entrepreneur. Just something kind I picked up along the way. Me and my mom never really got along growing up. My dad wasn't really around in my life. And so my Dominican grandparents raised me. And growing up, as I said, uh, money was never something that I talked about. Least fortunate kid, but money was definitely really tight growing up. And fast forward some years, I was in college. I was during the pandemic, I was taking classes from home and I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like many of us entrepreneurs have read. And then from there, my paradigm shifted. And I went into the personal finance rabbit hole instead of teaching myself, you know, how to build my credit up and how to get a, a proper bank account and how to, you know, invest in index funds. And when I came back that spring sophomore semester, I was like, well, I already seen the light. I can't go back to doing these regular college classes and knowing what I know now And so I decided to leave college, decided to start my real estate classes and then pursue entrepreneurship with the entire world being uncertain. The only thing I was certain of was myself. So why not bet on me? And that's been about two years now since I've been in the entrepreneur world.
0: What's really interesting about real estate in particular. So I live in Florida and fun fact about Florida real estate is one out of every eight citizens in the state of Florida has a real estate license. Right. Fun fact. Look it up. And what happens is you realize that there's only a very narrow percentage of people that are actually using that license, right? So you may think to yourself like, oh, my God, that's a huge number of people. That's a huge number of competition. Actually, it isn't because A, 95% of them are not using it or using it to their capacity. And then when you zoom in on that 5% that actually are in it, you know, on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, you realize that there's a whole wide range of skill sets inside of that as well. You know, there are some people that just don't get it. Others that are, you know, that are sort of just uh, flopping around, uh, uh, flopping around like a fish because they're reliant (laughs) on their brokers, you know, to feed them leads and and things like that. And then there's this really narrow percentage of people that are absolutely killing it. You know, they're the ones who are, they're the ones who get all the listings. They're the ones that everything, you know, you look at them from the outside and you're like, why are they getting these leads by osmosis? while I have to fight and do cold calling and, you know, and do all this other stuff, how did you see yourself when you were coming up with, uh, you know, through real estate? I mean, what, I imagine that there was a certain degree of stars in your eyes thinking like, I'm going to make a lot of money at this. I have the gift of gab. I know how to talk. (laughs) How did that work out?
1: Yeah, so it did not play out at all how I originally planned. So my original plan was I wanted to get into wholesaling. So during that winter uh, break between my fall and spring semester before I left school, I signed up for this wholesaling course. It was about 500 bucks. I went through where I learned what I had to learn. I got my LLC filed, my domain name, my logo. I was ready to get going. And for anyone that doesn't know what wholesaling is, it's pretty much essentially, let's say Jeff wants to sell his house. I kind of get the uh, under contract to sell it. Uh, and then I find an end buyer, and I connect the two. Let's say you want to sell it for 100000 Buyer buys it for 110000 I keep the $10,000 difference. You know, you sell the house. Buyer gets the house. Everyone wins, wins. That's essentially what wholesaling is. And I spoke to a couple of attorneys, most of which didn't know anything of, at all of what I was talking about. And then there was one that kind of did, but he knew the books. He didn't actually understand investing. And so as long as you're off market in Connecticut, wholesaling is entirely legal. You can't sell a property on the market without an active real estate license in Connecticut, right? So he told me that he didn't understand investing. In my eyes at that time, he's the professional. So what his advice says is is, uh, pretty much solid. And then from there, what had happened was I pretty much just decided to kind of scrap the idea. And about a month or so after, I had a mentor hop on a one-on-one call with me. And what I was saying was that pretty much I had a mentor teach me about getting a real estate license. And from there, I was like, oh, okay, well, now maybe I'll just pursue my license. And that's what I use to get into my investing. So I figured, okay, I use my license, I'll become a top agent, use the money that I get as a realtor to start investing. And then as I start selling more houses, eventually people would find me credible enough to start public speaking, which is where I, I re- like really wanted to see myself in the long run. And then along the way, I started up teaching social media classes. I've taught social media to hundreds of realtors. I started up my podcast. I was still working at a restaurant part-time. And my issue was shiny object syndrome. So I'm a very creative person. But one thing that I learned over the past year or so is that when opportunity calls, sometimes there may be multiple opportunity phones ringing at the same time. And the thing that you shouldn't do is, which I did, is pick up all the phones at the same time and try to have a conversation with everyone. And throughout, you know, reflecting and constantly not hitting the goals that I set for myself, I realized that where I see most fulfillment, I came across this concept called Ikigai, and I started thinking about my life and where I get most fulfillment is from spreading my message about, you know, building a wealthy, abundant life and helping other people my age that don't want to go the traditional route that want to get into entrepreneurship, uh, helping them find a way. And so I decided to double down on my podcast and I actually am no longer focused on real estate, but I am going to keep the license active just for the referral and the passive income that I could get from it and leverage it that way until I'm ready to start investing myself.
0: You know, I love that. I love that trajectory because basically what you're talking about is you found a North Star. You found something that you can go and like, okay, this is what I'm going to follow. This is what I'm going to do. And believe me, I feel you about that shiny object syndrome because, you know, you almost feel like, yeah, I can do it. But if it distracts you and it takes you away from your core goal, you know, then it it could really lead you down a dark place because then you're just talking to people that are maybe one hit wonders and they don't necessarily, you know, then it becomes a job. It's not really a business, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, You know what a job is. Job is J-O-B just over broke, right? So you don't want, that is definitely somewhere you don't want to be.
1: Uh, That's uh, why most agents leave the business, right? Because the same reason they got in to be on their own. is like, they realize how much work actually goes into it. And for me, the really, the big thing is like trying to convince people of the obvious. It's like, for example, it's like my uncle's, they bought a house one time years ago and I'm trying to explain to them why right now still may be a good time. Despite everything is based off your numbers, not based off the news, like things like that would constantly get on my, get on my nerves a little. So after I was like, you know, I just help the people I feel most called to serve. And in the short term, I may be losing out on money, but in reality, the money that I would make in the short term in the grand scheme of things is really minuscule. So it just, pursuing that fulfillment is something that I had to take a lot of time and check my ego in order to do so. But I'm glad that I did.
0: I love it. I love it. It's very inspirational. John, let's switch gears for a few minutes and talk a little bit about your one big tip. One of the things that you decided to focus on is teaching real estate agents and brokers about the power of social media right? And I know, God, just saying that out loud, I'm cringing, right? Because it sounds so cliche at this point, you know, like social media is where it's at, you know, but the fact of the matter is the whole landscape is changing, right? Not, not just because you're putting it out on your Facebook page, which nobody sees anymore, or you're creating a group based off of a, off of a specific area that you happen to focus on, you know, and then of course there are those dancing, you know, TikTok videos where you're pointing at imaginary things and putting (laughs) titles up, things like that. There's so much more to it, right? The, you know, there is a technique to the madness, right? And I want to talk about that a little bit about how you are using and how you are teaching social media to real estate to, to real estate agents and brokers in 2023. What does that look like and how do you help them become successful?
1: Yeah, so my one big tip right is how to plan a year's worth of content in literally under 30 minutes. And depending on how fast you type and how good your internet connection is, you could probably do it in under 10, right? So what I would suggest for anyone to start is if you have an idea already as to who your ideal avatar is, right? I'm assuming everyone listening has ideal avatar. If not, that's a whole other conversation. But if you do, right, you probably know what is their pain point. So for real estate agents, most, most of the time it's either home buying or home selling, right? So you go on, answerthepublic.com. You put into the thing home buying or wholesaling depending on which one you're more focused on that'll generate a giant list of things and questions that people are looking for now here's the next step to that you want to then go on to chat gpt and you want to then generate uh, from those from the answer to public take 12 of the questions and ask chat gpt first you're going to give it a little bit of context one that's the smarter the ai is smarter when you give it more context. So tell ChatGPT chat GPT about your ideal avatar, tell it about what you're looking to help them solve and then tell it to act as a professional real estate agent, right? Give it a little bit more context and then create a video on blank. So it might be, um, top 10 reasons why the market isn't going to crash. Now you're going to have to fact check everything because ChatGPT is limited in terms of the data that's input into it. I believe it's in up to like sometime around 2021. So you're still going to have to fact check everything. Well, you're going to take every question that you get from answer the public and then tell ChatGPT to create a 30 to 60 minute video outline for each video. And then from there, you have your content. From one long form video, you should be able to repurpose that into at least 30 plus digital assets, meaning shorts, meaning little mini blogs, meaning shorter videos, right? So for me, the way it looks is I pretty much do that process. And then for me, it's for my podcast, right? So then I take the podcast, I've recorded one hour interview. From there, from that one hour interview, I can expect 30 or 40 or so clips, depending on how um, the guest talks or so. Um, some people talk more bullet pointed, some people talk in stories, so it's harder sometimes, but from there I get 30 to 40 clips that can then go on the Instagram reels, the TikToks, the YouTube shorts, the Facebook reels, LinkedIn, if you wanted to, right. And then you could take the transcript from it, extract the transcript. Now that could either turned into one big blog post for you, or it can turn into mini blog posts, right. And you could use, you know, uh, Jasper and some of these other sites and use Grammarly as well to make sure that the grammar is, is all correct and that all the words match up. Right. And then you could take the audio from that one hour video and then extract that into your podcast and have that upload to, to using Bus Brower Anchor to 20 plus podcast directories. So from that one, one hour video, you could easily repurpose that and hit so many platforms. And then it looks as almost as if you're pretty much everywhere at the same time. And now you, you pretty much essentially become a mini Gary Vee. now if you have a VA to help out with that process, literally all you have to do is show up and talk and then you outsource the rest to the VA. You know, I
0: love it, you know, because that was so actionable step by step. I think, uh, you know, a couple things. First of all, ChatGPT is, uh, you know, it's taking the world by storm. Right. It took them like, I think the stat is it took them five hours to get up to a million users, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happens is, you know, like it's able to produce pretty good content that you can then, you know, just go and massage and, you know, go from there. One thing I wanted mm-hmm. to tack onto this, by the way, I'm not sure if you were aware, there's a software called Pictory, right. Where basically you upload the script right? So whatever chat yeah. GPT gave to you, it uploads a script and then it goes and it sources a bunch of uh, royalty-free videos, you know, like stock videos of like a, like a stock broker yeah. doing this or someone cleaning a window or, you know, whatever. And it, <laughs> and it just goes and it creates the video based on what you uploaded, right? And what happens is that by, by concatenating these tools, right, these turn you into a content creation monster, right? Because... You're creating blog posts, you're creating shorts, you're creating audio content, you're creating video content and video content for anybody who hasn't gotten the memo yet is where it's at, right? (laughs) If you're, if you are just producing audio, if you are just writing blog posts, that is so 2018, right? (sighs) Because people really aren't really reading that stuff anymore. It's good for search engine optimization. It's good for, for establishing authority and putting stuff out there. But the fact of the matter is people want it, right? And they want it to come really hard, really fast. And they want to be informed. And they want to be informed very quickly, right? You could watch a YouTube video for, you know, 20 minutes that teaches you this stuff. Or people are even going to TikTok and you get the same content in under two minutes. Why? Because they mastered, you know, the way of providing all that content very, very quickly. John, let me ask you something. When you teach people how to do this, right? What is yeah. their reaction? Like, how do you, uh, uh, how do you get them to achieve success with this as opposed to just going through the motions and, and producing crap content?
1: Yeah. So the initial reaction really is like, oh my goodness, John, like what on earth is this? I literally taught a chat GPT course a couple of weeks ago from the time we we're recording. And then about a week or so ago, in one of the real estate masterminds in that I'm in, Uh, they posted a article to uh, real estate agents using chat GPT now. And now I taught my course about two or three weeks before that article came out. So it's like, they were just like one, the day of the recording, they were mind blown. But then two, they were so grateful afterwards because literally it's like, I was just ahead of the curve and now they have the up on the people who think that they have the up. And now they're pretty much two steps ahead of the game. So they were super grateful and super like mind blown as to that. Cause my target audience, when I teach realtors, most of them are in their, you know, mid to late fifties and sixties. And so they haven't seen anything. And when they see how intuitive and user friendly, a lot of this stuff actually is, it's like, oh my goodness. Like imagine your best friend was hooked up to Google. It's like, that's essentially what chat GPT is. And once it starts getting better, it is a little scary where it's going, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, in terms of how do I get them to actually succeed with this? Well, I hate to, you know, point out the obvious, but those who actually use it, right? Because Jim Rohn talks about it all the time. Like only 10% of people will actually take any of what you use and actually do something with it. And then it's safe to assume that about 10 or so people from 10% of people or so from that group that actually chooses to do so would actually find enough success to stick with it. And the main problem with social media is people get too caught up on like creating the reels because they have their funnel all set up wrong. They start off with the short form content, it's like, oh, how can I create a new reel today or a new TikTok or a new short? Start off with the long form videos. You start off with the long form videos, then you can get everything from that. But when you start off with a short, you have a 30 second video and now you still have to create a blog post. You still have to create an audio. You still have to create. So people have their funnel wrong. If you want to make your, your time, you know, use it most efficiently, start from the top of the funnel, which is supposed to be, you know, the long form content. And here's a little bit of marketing advice that's probably not being shared right now. Sooner or later, people will get short form video fatigue. And once people get that fatigue, I don't know when it's going to be, but when people start getting that short form video fatigue, they're going to start looking for longer pieces of content. So it's a double whammy because one, you're going to prepping for the next stage of marketing, but you're also then getting from that long form video all the shorts and the little content that people are, you know, fiending and, you know, desiring right now. So you could stay, you know, literally in the trends and also stay ahead for the next trend when it, you know, just so happens to shift.
0: I love it, John. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, because I think that that's, you know, that's really poignant of what you're saying is, you know, you're training people who may not have grown up with this, you know, like how you and I have, they really need to catch up. I mean, everyone now has a thousand dollar 4k video camera Mm -hmm. in their hands, right? They have all the technology. They know how to use it. Like you don't need to baby them. Right. But at the same time, it's like, there's so much flexibility now that you can actually go and, you know, just show them like, Hey, this is how you focus it. And it's literally like taking a magnifying glass and just focusing that sunlight right on us, you know, right on a, an exact point. And then you, then it becomes red hot and you're able to really strike it to the fire. Thank you so much for sharing that. John, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, Jeff, thanks again for the opportunity. And if anyone found any value in what I just said here and would like to go in a little bit deeper, a little bit more in depth, uh, you can check me out at wwwwalk 2 wealthcom walk to wealth.com. There you can find all my social media, my Instagram, my website, my podcast, everything there. If you wanted to go a little bit deeper in terms of working with me for you know social media and content creation services, definitely uh, DM me at John Mendez Official on Instagram. My site is currently being worked done so it's going to be a loading screen if I send you to that website so for now just check me out walk12.com
0: you got it man John thank you so much for joining me this has been a lot of fun I love talking about this stuff and I really appreciate you breaking it down for the audience
1: it's been a pleasure thanks again
0: thank you so much for listening to the one big tip podcast if you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur business coach or speaker who would like to be on this show we need to talk